Shut up and sit down. going on everybody what is going on welcome to this week's episode episode 88 of the sts guys i am jeremy hey hey it's larry hey guys it's nate scott's out sick scott's out sick scott's out sick so then when this week we also have two guests as well so guys if you go ahead and introduce yourselves as well who goes first i'll go first, go first. i'm rick i'm piper and they are from the Pop Collectors Alliance, so so welcome to the show this week, guys. Happy to have you guys on. Yay! Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely you. You guys are knocking out each one of the pop podcasts one at a time. <laughs> We're trying <laughs> unintentional, but we did okay. So in, we did intentionally space you guys out because we had talking pops on what and right after Remote City, so it must have been like March. Um, so we're back. The STS guys, we're talking pops again, but this time we've got uh Pop Collectors Alliance, which is pretty cool. Uh like if people aren't familiar with Pop Collectors Alliance, wh- what are you guys? Well, what I'll, I'll we? take it. Well, That's I'll take true, it a man. little bit and then Piper will come in and uh, I'll let him finish it off cuz Piper always he has the he has the spice. I'm kind of the the boring one. We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> but no, uh I think what we do at the Pop Collectors Alliance that may be different uh, than other pop podcasts is that we're we're not the uh, I, I, we're not the shiny you know always positive type guys. We try to cover everything from you know new releases to some of the leaks to some of the uh, what do we like to say conspiracies or things that go on the background. I like to give everybody the raw picture of what it is like to collect because we all know that there's the positive side of collecting, and I think that uh, we we agree that one great thing with Funko is friendships. But we like to mix it up a little bit. Did I get that right, Piper? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that there was a positive side to collecting, so I learned something new just now. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I would definitely say we are we are realists. We we are not the unpaid uh, promotional tool of anybody's company. We, if anything, we make people sad by the things we say. But I think that I think. <laughs> The scene needs that. Like any collecting community needs that kind of reliable source that's not going to just like sugarcoat everything. That's, um, that's awesome. Sadness and pain. Like so that's you know what a, what a way to unite collectors. Show. Sadness and pain <laughs> makes you trustworthy when you bring in the sadness and the pain. Like okay, these guys are real. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Cool. Uh, I think so too. Like so, you you guys do a little bit of everything, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I first, I don't, I don't know exactly how I first found out about you, uh, but it was definitely the podcast. Um, I don't remember if it was just like a random, like search through iTunes or whatever, or Spotify, but like a while back I started listening to your podcast and like the, like the main message, like you start off talking about like flipper free zone, you know, being just kind of building that community and all that stuff. And I think that's really cool. So, uh, like if you guys didn't know that you guys have a podcast, um you post up like like you said stuff on twitter and instagram about new releases news that kind of stuff uh but you also have a really cool like facebook group which i i'm not the biggest fan of facebook groups so i avoided it but i did sign up this week it's actually really cool you get a lot of interaction like and, and like, like you said i feel like your main message is positivity there's a lot of positivity in that facebook group right hey disclaimer to this rule all yeah. facebook and facebook associated properties are amazing <laughs> I meant Funko Facebook groups. So some of them are bad, man. Right? Like we're all in, you. You all have to have been in a bad Funko Facebook group where it's just either people flipping or so much negativity. I, I haven't seen that in your guys' group yet, at least. Well, we we do a really. I think we do a really good job of of killing that as soon as it starts to arise. But I mean, talking about bad groups, Ricky and I constantly have conversations behind the curtain about a couple of couple of them. Yeah, there's a it's it's a unique thing, and, and you're exactly right. One thing that we do in our group is we try to keep it positive, and because, like we said before, there's a lot of negativity in the other groups, and I think that comes from and stems from a lot of selling and and doing deals with people in, the, in that aspect. What we try to do is promote community, 
uh, build relationships. And even on the back end, we have a Discord server with our patrons. And if, if you go in one leather, l- layer deeper, like we say, you, you have our page, our group, and then the Patreon and Discord. It, you, it's like almost like a family. It's 67 people now, I think, 68 people, and it's, it, it's family. That's cool. I was in one of those uh, pay-to-play Discord groups for a while. Uh, I won't name it, but right, like it was, I don't know, it just wasn't for me because um, it was it was like it's a lot of these I think were set up by shoe people, right? Sneakerheads and stuff like that's what the one I joined was. And it was so much focused on just like, hey, what can I make the most money off of? You know, this is a brick. Don't buy this when a Funko shop release comes up. <laughs> I just got Probably. tired of it and I got tired of them hitting me up for like 20 bucks a month. So I, I, I bailed on that because it was way too flipper focused for me. So that's cool. I, I like that, right? Like, I think we're all like, one of the best parts about Funko is making friends, right? Like we talk, talking to you guys, talking to Talking Pops, talking to, you know, we've got a whole bunch of people in our chat that I feel like are our friends now. And a lot of that's based from that Funko community. Uh, so it's just cool that there's kind of a safe zone where you can be and just like feel like people aren't going to try to take advantage of you. So there's so much of that out there too. No, I, uh, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Just because like I said, I just, I just recently moved from out of state to Texas. And so that's one of the things yeah. I, that's one of the first connections I made was actually through uh, the local Funko group here uh, in, in Austin. And so like I said, it's, like I said, it's been an, it's an amazing group of people. Like I said, it's great interacting with those guys. And like I said, and it's, it's starting to create some, some friendships here locally as well. Yeah. You guys are in Texas too, right? Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and outside of Facebook, you guys promote a lot of, you know, meetups and stuff, right? I, I heard in your podcast, you're talking about, hey, we're going to be here, or hey, this event's going on. So it seems like you're really active in that community and trying to keep it together and, you know, supporting it. So that's cool. Yeah, I think one of the big things that we try to do, we just did Fan Expo Dallas. We actually did a panel with Sully and the guys from Talk and Pop that came down for Fan Expo Dallas. We did a panel and we had like a little booth where we set up, but we're going to be doing like a local pop swap. We do a lot of those. And then actually I haven't officially announced it, but do something like where we get a whole movie theater and go watch it too. So we try to keep cool. people there. Unfortunately for us, we're kind of nationwide. So not everybody can come, but if you're in the Texas area, we always encourage people to come out. Yeah. It seems like the Texas community is pretty good, right? Like there's such an awesome Texas podcast community. Uh, right, with, with like I've known about forever with Sully, Three Beers and a Mic, uh, is a Rebel Radio podcast, whatever that Star Wars one's called. Like, there's there's so many good podcasts coming out of Texas. Like, uh, I like I, I honestly didn't realize you guys were there until you were at Dallas Fan Expo. I'm like, they're in Texas too. Uh, so that, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I did, I did not realize that either. Yeah. So it, it is, Jeremy, it is like fifteen states though, so it's it's equivalent. To like uh, yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I don't want to speak for Jeremy, but like I know Jeremy wanted to go to Dallas Fan Expo, but from Austin, it's like a two plus hour drive or something. Yeah, so like that, yeah. yeah, just because you're in Texas doesn't mean you're close to everything. Yeah, and and Ricky and I are pretty far apart. Uh, he's up in the Fort Worth area, and I'm in Waco, so which is oh. unfortunate. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so if so I know my come G- up, you can pick up Piper on your way up here to yeah. come and see me. It's Jeremy, right? That yeah. lives in Austin. Yeah. Austin. That's what I was going to say. I think weight goes between the two. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. it's smack dab in the middle. That's yeah. You don't hear many people from Waco. My dad used to live there. It's definitely a smaller part of Texas, but it's, it's still awesome in its own, right? It's getting did, big now, man. Didn't yeah. they have those crazy guys who like did <laughs> some every, hostages everything. or something? Every, that's the, that's the immediate response that everybody yeah. has. That's all I know about. No, Waco, well, man. Sorry. No, well, so Waco has a whole different image nowadays. Like I said, it used to be that. So yeah. now it's all the, the, the chip and Joanna gains from HGTV that brings all the frats <laughs> in. Everyone's basically, you know, the fixer upper, all that other stuff that goes on there. No. I think it's Piper is even equally disturbed by both of those. It's like <laughs> David Koresh yeah. to making up houses. He hates them equally. I think. You know what? I would rather have crazy people in the area than people that are just bringing my my property taxes up. So <laughs> uh, one I, of them I don't have to pay more for. So I I do have to agree with that. Like so the 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 property tax situation in in in, in Texas. That's that's a good ouch. Um, like I said my my property tax is like off, off on a weird different tangent, uh, or actually almost more than my mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah, isn't that ouch. crazy? Jeez, oh, it's crazy. 
that's different. Thanks for tuning in to the tax show. Oh, so Keith in the chat says Carbock beer is the best. Carbock Hoppadillo. Yes, this, this is the best. <laughs> nice. So, nice. so you guys spent like a lot of time at Dallas Fan Expo, right? Like you had, I actually want to talk to you about the booth. I, I have a couple, I have a couple Dal, uh, Texas con questions that I really want to know about, but let's, let's stick on Dallas Fan Expo for a minute. Uh, what, why did you guys decide to do the booth, right? So you, you set up a booth. I think you had like a wheel, right, to spin. People could come up and win some prices. Like, how did that go down? Well, so at Fan Expo Dallas, I've had a relationship with Fan Expo for about five years. We used to exhibit there. That's how, before I got into the podcast, is that we had an actual exhibitor booth where we would sell things and uh, retail, right? So then yeah. based upon that relationship, I was actually at... Uh, Toy Fair New York this year, and I ran into Sully, and I was like, hey, you want to come down to Fan Expo Dallas? Just thinking, because I've talked to him a couple times. I'm like, there's no way he's going to say yes. And he's like, sure, I'll come down. Uh, we're going to do, I think they did something down there with Funimation or something like that. And he was down and did the panel, and then I said, hey, Talk and Pop, you want to come down? And then based on previous relationships with Fan Expo, they were like, sure, we'll give you a booth. So I, we really lucked out just from being an exhibitor to now having an actually what they call community booth. So, and they yeah, gave that's... us prime real estate right across from the public library and <laughs> the, the kids <laughs> play area. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I, I listened to your podcast. There's a good story about that too, right? They bounced you all around and then you ended up in front of the library yeah. random, <laughs> but whatever, like, it's cool. I, I think that's awesome. Like that's a really good way. Like you don't see a lot of podcasts doing that here. Like our, our main convention is Phoenix comic con. Uh, there's like really little to no podcast support. It sounds like a lot of the, a lot of the Texas stuff. I think it's Dallas Fan Expo that has the actual like podcasting area, isn't it? Or is it Houston Comic Palooza? Like one of them has like a whole podcast area. Yeah. See, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I wish I wish more cons would kind of do that and support the podcasters. Like it's a good way for like there's so so many like pop culture podcasts right talking comic books or movies and stuff. Like it would be cool to get us in front of fans like easily that way you can come up and be like, Hey, what are you guys talking about? So I really thought that was a cool idea that you were able to get out there. It sounded like you had a ton of interaction at your booth, right? People won some prizes. Then they all came to your panel like later that day and stuff. So uh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was about 150 people that wanted to meet Sully, but Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, <not> whatever. <laughs> hey, man. You were there too. You organized it. You deserve yeah. all the credit. It gets people in the door. That's all that matters. Right. That's and cool. then they remember you and right. You need that. You need that opening. Cause like I said, there's a million podcasts out there. Um, yeah, but once really they, are. once they hear you guys, right. They can see the charm and be like, Hey, that's something I want to spend an hour of my week listening to. Let's at least do hopefully. it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So have you, have you been to, sorry, have you been to Houston comic Palooza? I went there. I was going to actually go there this year, but I, I couldn't make it down. Uh, but yes, I've been there before. I was there last year. I do like uh, Comic Palooza a lot. I think it's great. I mean, every con, right? Can we say that at this point? Every yeah, oh, con yeah. over the last five years has blown up. And even the big ones have even gotten bigger. New York Comic Con now, there's more foot traffic than San Diego. I mean, you have a lot more people in attendance to that. And uh, even Fan Expo Dallas, it was, I would say, in when we started in 2014 or 20, 2014, there were maybe 20,000 people in the past two years. It's been over 70,000. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know if Phoenix announced their numbers this year or last year, but I know at least like two years ago, they were, they were 70,000 plus. It's, it's crazy. No, it, 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 it gets, it, it gets, it gets crazy. Um, in regards to like, so just this, the, the, pop culture phenomenon kind of kind of all together it's just like i said it's it's no longer like i said one of those things to where like i said it it it's cool to be a part of going say you're going to a con it's not oh, something yeah. it's not something that you have to hide anymore it's like oh yeah what are you doing oh i'm spending my spending my vacation at comic con now it's like hey where are you going oh you were lucky enough to get into comic con like it's it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's just a it's just a completely different uh vibe in a completely different environment compared to kind of the the social norms of, of what it used to be yeah and yeah. I, I love larry's idea of like you know let's integrate podcasts more into these cons because it's becoming a big part of the culture you know 
There's more and more podcasts nowadays. People are very supportive of these podcasts. They help build these communities. You know, it seems like a natural yeah. evolution to have these be more and more part of cons. There's podcasters I would love to meet. Um, you know, so I think it's really cool that you guys were able to get a booth there. It makes me excited to see what kind of stuff we're going to see in the future, you know, at other cons. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but Taps fan in the chat says you figure cons would allow basically free press from podcasts. I mean, that's what it is, right? We're out like we, whenever we go to a con, you know, we always talk about it the weeks leading up to it. We do a whole episode about it afterwards or during usually, right? Like Phoenix, we, we always do it the Saturday. So if somebody wants to listen Saturday night, they can come hang out on Sunday still. So yeah, it's free press. You don't have a lot of people talking, especially nationwide, right? Maybe like the local news station is going to talk to it, but like who our age watches the news anymore on regular TV. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. right? <laughs> so my, my, my question about Houston comic Palooza, uh, like Jeremy recently moved to Texas, right? Like I want to go visit Jeremy. Uh, Comic Palooza and Fan Expo are about the same time of, of the year. Like, if I had to choose one, which one would you guys think I should go to? Because I could probably pull off one. Well, if you go off of guests, I don't know. Because I, I, I get so tied into last week's episode where you're the, the Q and A's were like, "Who's your biggest celebrity crush?" Right? And yeah. I, I don't <laughs> like you know celebrity in general. It's not something that's ooh and awe for me. But there was one at Comic Palooza this year. That I am super depressed I did not go down and get, and that was the mother of dragons. Amelia Clark was there. Right. And I was like, man, I would pay $200 for that autograph. I would. I mean, hey, uh, I'll admit it. I'm not going to complain about <laughs> it. Uh, let's not talk about season eight. But still, I would say um, probably the way the convention hall is set up, uh, I would go with Comic Palooza. Uh, sorry, Fan Expo. It's just there's there's a lot more room at Comic Palooza. So. Cool. You, yeah. you well, do have to you do have to admit that Fan Expo really they upped their game this last like, like this last year because the year before it was it was bad they fixed a lot of things and I know that they're working on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think That's venue cool. venue definitely has a lot to do with your experience at a con. I mean, we have a local con, uh, even though it's a great con, it has kind of a weird venue, um, Ace. And it, it's in like an old ice rink, and you can imagine like the the middle. Hold on, hold hold on. It's our national hockey league well, arena. Right. It's but, where the Arizona Coyotes play. It is not an old. Is it down there, <laughs> down by the Westgate Center, but, the Westgate Center. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, it's, I used to live in Phoenix, so oh, I lived cool. in Surprise, so West oh, Valley. I guess. Yep, okay. just south cool. of Surprise. Yeah. yeah, Larry's right. It just kind of gives me that vibe of an older rink, I guess, just it's because not, of the way it's designed. You it's know? not super state-of-the-art. Yeah, it's got that smaller bottom floor where they have the exhibitors, and then they have a top floor where they have all the people that you meet. It just feels a little bit, um, I don't know, it just doesn't flow very well, and it kind of ruins the experience. Even though it's a great con, I enjoy something that has more of an open floor plan because it gives me more space to enjoy and see everything. Well, yeah. Nate, to your point, though, like I said, and I said, so Larry, it is a bit older because, like I said, even even the monitors, like so, for example, like during the hockey season, they're still CRT monitors. They're not even LCD screens. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got a guy with a crank in a yeah, film, yeah. just like recording the hockey games. Right. Hey, stream this live. <laughs> It's like Fenway Park. They have to have like somebody, or no, Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, where they have to change the score manually. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of cool. Though. I mean, they did use those to project some of the interviews, but they were old TVs, so you don't really get the full experience. You're like, wait, who is that? Oh, it's okay. True. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's not as state as the art of the art as it could be, but it's it's not a riggy dink like hockey hockey rig where you take your kids. It is our you know professional sports arena. But it is kind of weird though, because uh, when you think about a convention center. And how that that would be set up, right? Normally with San Diego, I think San Diego is the best con. But it, the yeah. way the logistics of that building, the rows are so narrow. I was there in 2016. I think that's a 2016 was the last one I went to. Or 2017, 2017, yeah. And uh, I got I got by the Warner Brothers booth or whatever booth was over there by uh, the Funko booth, and all the guys from Stranger Things came out on the top, and it was like that overlook. And 50, I had to use the bathroom. 50,000 people just stopped. 
and they would not move. And I'm like, we uh, gotta, we gotta figure a better way uh, about this, guys. That's yeah. so true because San Diego's great, but it's just there's so many people, and you feel like a bunch of sardines just packed together. Uh, kind of a similar situation like you had one uh, one year I was there. The cast of Suicide Squad came out. And the whole floor just got so flooded. I couldn't move. I had to wait for it to, you know, die down before I could even go anywhere. So, you know, it's a great, it's huge, but there's just so many people that it just doesn't flow that well sometimes. Yeah. I got stuck with WB booth once, uh, to, for like, it's like, uh, the class to flash was done with their signing. So they were going out through the back and we had to stand there for like 15 minutes cause they lock it down because they know they're coming out. They lock it down as they're going like one by one out, uh, you know, out to the exit. It's yeah. Like if, if you got to pee, man, like that's, it's not a good <laughs> You're time. Done. Just go, man. Just go. Yeah, just go. <laughs> you just, go, man. I, I'm not going to piss my pants in front of Grant Gustin. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I would. Yeah. Just, you got to wear the pins, man. You got to be yeah. dedicated. <laughs> It's hardcore right there, man. <laughs> you know what, though? I said you laugh. I'm sure there's many people who have done it. Oh, I, I was sure. listening. I listen to Howard Stern a lot. And uh, Richard on that show goes to concerts all the time. And he always talks about how he wears the pin so he doesn't have to leave the show or use the bathroom. He just doesn't miss anything at a concert. So there are, there are some dedicated wow. people out there. I would guarantee it. I don't want to stand by that guy in the Hall H line. <laughs> yeah, you, you, like I said, you, you know, there's some Hall H campers yeah. that are full on, like I said, you know, diapering it up. You know what I said. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, Hall H, that's a great experience, said no one ever. Um, I When I went and I watched, because isn't DC like skipping all of SDCC this year? Yeah, so they're not even doing Hall H. It's because even yep. though Marvel hasn't announced it yet, you know, Marvel's going to just like, freaking lay it out like on top of everything and yeah. all of their their um what is it called wave five four what what was the phase four phase, yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. phase four yeah. like, so they're, they're coming full on phase four like even though they haven't announced it like officially yet you know that's happening so they're they know there's no point i mean the least that uh dc could do is at least bring robert pattinson there and say hey yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, Hall H. So we were, when I was there and I waited, one of the biggest, and maybe this turns into like an SDCC uh, uh, FAQ, but one of the biggest things that you never anticipate when you go to San Diego is the weights. I mean, oh, yeah. you you were waiting for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite My favorite thing to say is like, no matter how bad I want something, there's always like a thousand people who want it more than me. <laughs> Like you're talking Hall H, you're talking like crappy exclusives. Like there's there's lines for everything, man. <laughs> the Lego minifigures, man. Yes. Those little Lego, Lego yeah. minifigures. Yeah, a stupid Lego minifigure <laughs> that if it was just at the Walmart, nobody would care about it. But people are waiting eight hours. You would throw yeah, because, a clear package on it. Yeah, because yeah, you can't sell the one from Walmart for well, $300. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely uh, takes dedication to get the exclusives that you're after. Um, I'm not a big pop guy, but I collect Mezco. And I went there first thing on Thursday morning last year. And yeah, you're waiting outside to get into the con. Then you wait to get into the con inside. And then once you're inside, you still wait another two and a half to three hours just to get the product. And then it's limited to one. And I got people DMing me like, hey, give me one of those. I'm like, I am not doing that again. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I got mine. I'm leaving. Right, yeah. So, so I, I do have a question though. Like I said, like I said this is this brings up a, a good question. What is and I said I want I said Larry and, and Nate to answer too. So what is the longest you've ever waited for? Like I said, uh, like in line for something like for like said, an exclusive, a print, or, or like what's the longest that you've ever waited? I will go first. Uh, SDCC 2015 pre lottery pre-iPad for Funko, oh, like, no. walk-up booth, right? Like, your only choice was to walk up. Uh, I, I, first day, we got up kind of early. I mean, I don't know, maybe like 5. But the second day, I got up at 3 a.m. and got in line. Like, I felt like I had a good spot. Uh, I was, I was like, an easy football toss away from the escalators. I was probably, like, 20 people away from those down escalators. And oh. I did not get into the Funko booth. So that's like 3 a.m. to like 9, 9.30. So what's that, six, seven hours? That's probably the longest I've ever waited for anything. And I got nothing. Oof. Yeah. That's awful. How about you, Nate? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably similar to the 
that that mark the six hours uh because it was just i was talking about mezco last year i woke up early in the morning got in line which was outside so that was probably like four probably five in the morning 5 30 that i got there and then waited to get into the con and then you have to wait in another waiting room and then i waited there for probably two and a half hours and then once i got on the floor i ran to the mezco line and i ran like as soon as the doors open and i still waited another two and a half hours to purchase the items from that booth so all in all it's probably about six six and a half yeah it was crazy what about you piper all right i think uh ricky and i both have everyone beat because <laughs> if we can include drive time uh we Ooh. spent 42 hours to get to the HBO shop to get the Metallic Children of the Forest. We drove from from Dallas-Fort Worth to New York City, almost <laughs> almost straight through. And then as soon as we get there, park the car, run to HBO, and we waited in line then for six hours. Wow. Then, oh, dude, it was the, it's hell on earth. It was the worst ever like what, is, what do they say those are rookie numbers guys you got to get those numbers up those are rookie yeah. numbers. Be, yeah. and you know what i'm the kind of person i'm like i will not wait for something if, if there's a line if i were to go like okay talking about like crappy chase like i'm gonna go to like hot topic and there's like uh, i don't know something stupid it's a twinkie there you go yeah so <laughs> yes. there target we're going to get a twinkie chase if there's two people waiting outside i'm like i'm going to work like i'm not gonna sit there and wait that's just me i do not i'm too old for that now no, that's that, just that that hurts. Well, especially now, <laughs> especially with that restock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of, oh. Of like said, ouch. That, that, that's a that's a long wait. I think mine. I think I've only. I said it was actually at it's where where Scott was this year, as at the uh, the the con in Vegas. And so there's a there's a there's a DC artist there. Like I said, the hot DC artist, oh, uh, yeah. Jason Fabic, and. He brings with he brought with him like a certain number of sketches, and the guy was delayed at the airport. And I think I waited in this line for a good five hours. Just oh man! And, and like I said, there was maybe eight people ahead of me the entire yeah. time. Eight people ahead of me, and I, and I still barely made the cutoff for wow for this. So added context because I was yeah. with Jeremy. You were, right? Yeah, you were with me. Jeremy did get in line first, and I cut him. But uh, during the time Jeremy's wasting for Jason Fabok, uh, I got a photo taken with Stanley and got a Stanley autograph. Did all that, went over. Jeremy's still standing in line. Oh man, yeah. I think mine. If you're gonna just pure waiting in line, was Emerald City Comic Con, uh, 2018 when they had the Bigfoots at HQ. That's actually oh, yeah. where I met the Falcon uh, Pops. So Mike and Josh, I met them in line there and I was there. I think I got in line Man, I want to say I met them the second day, but the first day I was there, I was want to say nine hours because I got there at one or two in the morning and we waited until 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning when they opened. And then you, I, I think one of the things about cons that people don't realize uh, regular non con goers is that. There's the people like us that wait outside, but then there's all the vendors and the people they've gotten to come into the convention that are waiting at the booths when the yeah. doors open. So you've got to take into account that additional 20 to 30 people. Because remember, Piper, when we were at New York City Comic Con, the first I was day, say bait. yeah, bait had like 30 people in line and we were the first people through the door to get just the Bruce Lee's. But we we broke the rules to get in first. And <laughs> we did. We we broke rules to get in. Ricky did, especially. Uh, they left me behind to die outside. But so we get in, and there's already a line around bait, and we're like, "What? What the heck happened? How did this? How did this nonsense occur?" But yeah, it's literally every vendor, every vendor uh, there. Yeah. They set up. Well, I mean, I can't say anything about that because when we were at when we were at Fan we're Expo, Dallas, Expo, we definitely we were, took advantage of that situation. We got right. some. Can connect yeah. it, it sucks when you're on the other side. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it. No, it, it reminds me, uh, Larry and, and Nate, of when we went to Designer Con. Yeah. So, so a, a, as press, I said we got in, we got in early. So, like, okay, we can get to the, we can get to the Funko booth because I said we're we're, we're getting uh. in early. But then, like I said, everyone else who had like vendor friends and everything else, there was basically a whole bunch of fanatics that were already like it, like in the line oh, yeah. and everything else like that. There was, yeah. it, it, it was there, there was probably a good like forty people already like already there before like, before the doors even opened. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It's rough, yeah. man. It's rough well, out there. Yeah, Scott put in the chat the Metacom booth. So we went, you know, first night um, at oh, DesignerCon. Yeah. I was going after Metacom. I wanted one of those bare brick cereals. And uh, I waited in line pretty much the whole night and didn't even make it to the front. I decided just to give up because it was not moving. It was literally at a standstill. Oh, we walked and by it, you a couple times, right? We yeah. were circling around. We walked by, yeah. oh, hey, Nate. Hey, oh, hey, Nate. But you were within like three feet. Like you, you maybe moved three feet in like three hours. It was bad. Yeah. And yeah, and then I go back the next day and it's like a, I don't know. Jeremy was in line, what, 20 minutes and you got yeah, everything yeah, you wanted. Yeah, it's not I'm even. Like, yeah. What I, was the point? I literally yeah. walked up. And yeah. Yeah. There's, I think, the, I think the official designer kind of website still has those available for sale. I'm glad you didn't wait any longer than you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think our, our friend, Andy, uh, nerd, who's nerdsmithing, who has a, a great YouTube channel, um, said he waited 36 hours outside Funko HQ last year to grab the San Diego exclusives. That's insane, mm, too. Well no, done, Andy. No, I, I hope you got what you wanted, man, because that's a was, long it's his time. Fault. It's, his, it's Andy's fault that, that everybody can't go up to the store until 6 a.m. That's probably part of it, huh? <laughs> yeah. It. Yep. That's devotion. No, I said, time, I, I, yeah. I, well, like I said, I, I can only imagine, because like, I think this, this is actually going to be my... My first preview night at, at SCCC. That's and, that's the night, man. That so, is yes. the night. And so, like I said, I, I think I think it's 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 going to be interesting. Like I said it's let's say we 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 have a game plan already 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 set up for what we're going to do. It's we probably going to fail miserably, but it's you know what it's <laughs> it's it's our it's, it's set up. Yeah, and you're, I'm, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that you're exactly right. And let's let's be honest. We've all collected something for a really long time. And in the Funko world or any world when you're collecting, one thing that you get over time is smarter on how to manipulate the system as much as they will allow you to get the things that you need to get. And we all know of the, uh, I think for us, it was um, at New York Comic Con, press was in there and we kept seeing people uh, getting ahead of us every day. And then finally, we had the medical badges. That's what gets me is the med badges. The people that run with medical badges no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put a disclaimer. I'm not saying there's some people that deserve it. I get it. Okay. But there's people with those people that dead sprint to every booth. And you're just like, what are you doing in this line? I got here at six. We did at Emerald City Comic Con. I was in the Funko booth on Saturday in 2018. And I got there at five in the morning. We went up to the, the hall at 10 to wait. And we were like the first four people in line. And then the med line was to the right of us. There were people that didn't get in that line until 11 a.m., right when they opened the doors. And they let all of them in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I've been in uh, a line for a panel in San Diego that does that too, right? I was like third in line, and then all of these ADA people showed up, and they let the ADA people in first. Like, it is what it is, man. Well, there's right. nothing more rage-inducing than waiting, you know, four hours in line, and then you see somebody jump in front of you. You're like, you got to be fucking yeah. kidding me. Yeah. You know, you I start losing it. your shit. I get it, but there's got to be a more fair way to do it than just let the ADA line in front. I thought I was going to be in the front row for the Teen Titans Go panel, but I was in the second row. Oh. <laughs> well, here so. we go. So but we're all going to we'll be at San Diego. So yes. I'll bring a bat, and then you hit me <laughs> on the shin and shatter my fibula. And I'll have a medical badge and we can all get in. Or or, or or we can go without, you know, the actual like like implications of pain and and and, and beatings and just bring a pair of crutches. <laughs> right. You you walk up to registration with the crutches and then ditch them. Hey, yeah, hey, uh, we, we can all rent rascals. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> that sounds all, better than walking anyhow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all yeah. rent yeah. rascal scooters and like I said, it just it just, just goes on from there. Right, all these years I've been using my own legs like a sucker. I know. <laughs> I'd totally be down for a rascal. <laughs> so, speaking of San Diego, we had San we had San Diego Comic Con Funko Pop news this week, guys. We had some good news. Right. Yeah, I see Piper space, <laughs> dude. I... <laughs> well, hold on. Does that mean you're not excited for the Batman holding the tote bag? <laughs> okay. Literally everything that has either been announced or leaked is just the dumbest garbage. Like I'm, I'm gonna come out and say it is. It's awful. 
It's the, Piper no. loves Batman. Uh, I he, don't love Batman. This is the, the opposite of my feelings inside. <laughs> the worst superhero ever next to Superman. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, the rule, there'll be fights. Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, Nate's going to be that. so bad. Yeah. Yeah, see all those Batmans behind Nate? <laughs> I got some. I got some Batman's back here in the case, and a really good friend of mine. She's she's an artist for DC, so it's like, cool. I, even even with the connection, it's still I don't like I don't like it. But, but that's beside the point. At least make it a cool Batman, not a Batman that's shopping for grandma. It's like, <laughs> no man, whatever. I have a different opinion. I I think that it's fifty. Well, I'm going to tell your opinion wrong. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it's the it. worst. What do you guys think? I, I like. You know, we're Harry Potter collectors, so I do like the Harry Potter. I think the only thing that stands out that I didn't think, I mean, other things I just don't collect, but the golden Demigorgon, I think that that's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that one. Yeah. I am honestly excited about the Batman with the bag. <laughs> like, I'm a me, su- too, me too. I'm a sucker for anything with the Comic Con logo yeah, on it. So, yeah, like, as yeah. soon as I saw that, I'm like, ah, because it's it, like if you if you're not going to San Diego Comic Con this year, or if you've never been, I don't know why you want that one. Yeah. But like, I love San Diego Comic Con, so I have to have that. No, well, that's what yeah. that's what like kind of weirded me out when they said it was a shared exclusive. Like, it's just yeah. Why like why would you want like that if, if you're not going? Why would you want that? Didn't exactly. They say, didn't they say it was shared with the the T-shirt booth, like the official San Diego Comic Con T-shirt booth? I thought they said it was like going to be shared no, with Funko Shop. I think Brian tweeted out that it was going to be shared with the Funko Shop. Oh, well, see, at least sure. that's a little. I guess, yeah, they more. have. It's like a Funko pop up shop. So it's the Funko booth, then the San Diego. I guess Funko is managing or being part of the San Diego merch booth, and then they're also going to release it at the Funko Shop, which. I get it. Maybe they're trying to make money for San Diego, but still it kind of takes away of the authenticity of the piece. If you ask me, it's like, what did you do to earn this? We had to go and it part of collecting is, is earning your, your, your stripes and your badges, right? Because we, we have to wait through things. We have to pay you to get there. We have to be at the con and deal with the sweaty people and the stink. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying every person, but it's no, it part is every of, person. It's just about every person. That is pretty much me and everyone else. (laughs) So, you know, it does take away. You you have to. You have to. (laughs) Holy shit. This is probably like 60 something badges. Like you have to. Mm. You have to. You you have to earn your stripes. You have earned your stripes. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. It, it, It feels like it's kind of a robbery to have it be available somewhere else when it's a Comic-Con exclusive bag holding Batman. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you put that somewhere else? And to correct Piper, Batman is the best superhero. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be grabbing that because I'm going to be at Comic-Con. And for me, it's more of like a, it's going to symbolize the event for me. Like I'm going to look at that pop and be like, okay, that was yeah. Comic-Con number 50. I was there. I'm sorry. Being a rich ninja doesn't mean you have superpowers. <laughs> like That's all it is. Let's be serious. He sees he's DC's Iron Man. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, but, but at least Iron Man, Tony Stark was smart. Oh, oh Batman's man, smart. Oh, you're throwing we could go on that question, here. Next shot. Shots. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah. I'm just joking. It, it, it's, right. it, it's hard right. enough with Nate being, I said, the the, the lone kind of like DC fan on the on our podcast, anyways, and so Nate, Nate gets beat up a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean DC is kind of the minority in the major, you know, comic community. I think so. I'm used to that. But honestly, like so the Nate, like I said, to your point, like I said, the, the the Marvel stuff that they've been putting out recently sucks. Like comic comic book wise, yeah. comic book wise, DC has like I said some probably some of the best writing right now compared to compared to the Marvel. I love their animated stuff. I love their comics. Uh, DC's killing it. I just wish they could get their movies together because they do suck. Well, they're um, just trying you know, to do catch up. I really like Shazam, but you know, let's not talk about Justice League or Batman versus Superman. They were just god awful. But you have so. to. So I'm a Marvel fan too, but I'm not. I don't think I don't fall into that gray area. I like both. I think that I like Marvel, the Marvel universe, more than DC right now. But I still think the best comic book movies, in my opinion, now you guys will probably disagree, but are the Dark Knight series, the Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that by far is the epitome of a good comic book series in my eyes. You know, there are some fanfare in there, but I, I like it. That's my favorite. 
Oh yeah, it's one of my favorites too. And today is actually the 14th anniversary of Batman Begins, so it's cool that you brought that up. Hey, love yeah, that. yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Nolan trilogy. I, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, they're good movies. I watched them, <laughs> um, and, and you thought they sucked. No, I actually did. I liked them. <laughs> okay, I, I will, I will, I will give you that. Those are good movies, and I do like all the DC animated stuff. I think it's top notch. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely at least up until Into the Spider Verse, they totally owned Marvel on animated properties. Minus, yeah. minus the Killing Joke, but so we don't we don't want to talk about that. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I mean they definitely have some misses, but I agree for the most part they make some great stuff, and I'm actually excited. Into the Spider Verse, to Larry's point, makes me excited for the future of Marvel animated because it's been lacking seriously. So I think uh, you know that might cue them to start making some better quality stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles, top notch. I haven't seen that yet, but I really want to see it. <laughs> it does look good. That, I, that's what because you you read that the way it rolls off your tongue, you're like, what? And then I was reading the uh, I was actually in a comic book store today, and I was looking at that. I was like, man, this looks pretty good. I wonder how that turned out. Yeah, I, I've read the first series or the, the basically. I think I think I think they're on Batman and Ninja Turtles, like like volume three now. Um, I said yeah. the, the first series was really good. I said I read a little bit of the second series, but yeah, like the first series was great. Cool. Uh, Keith in the chat says Batman versus TMT was dope. There we uh, go. Think that, Keith says you need to watch it, Nate. Go watch it. I actually have the DC Universe app, so I'll have to see if yeah. it's on there because I think they're going to be adding that soon. Nate, wait, you subscribed? I did. I wanted to see Titans. I wanted to see Swamp Thing. Even though they already said it's going to get canceled after one episode, why the I hell would they do that to their own series? <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, Doom Patrol. Um, I've been watching it. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Plus, I can go rewatch Batman the Animated Series, which it's just a timeless classic for me. You know, yeah. Feet of Clay. You know, Beware the Grey Ghost. You got such great episodes there. So I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the app. It's fair, man. Um, so Nate, we, have talk, po- we have to talk about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Rick and Piper I, on your last episode of your podcast, uh, you guys talked a lot of San Diego. Um, you, you talked about some exclusive you wanted to see. I thought maybe we could, we could run through that with you guys real quick too, but I'll, I'll let you start. Uh, like Rick, what, what is the one SDCC exclusive, like either the actual figure or like a line that you really hope we get something for this year, right? There's 70, we know now, like you guys didn't know when you did your, yeah, when you did your podcast, there's at least 75 exclusives. And I like think there's going to be a 72 ton. and 76. Yeah, I know. And that was awesome. It's right in the middle. I laughed yeah, at that. Yeah, we were I listened right to the, the day that dropped. I'm like, you guys like average that out and you were perfect. <laughs> so what, what, uh, do you, what do you think, Rick? What do you want to see this year? Uh, let me see. So if you go by what we want, like we, we know we're not going to get right. But what I would love to see is always sunny something. Yeah. You jerk. And, and we all, <laughs> but Piper and I agree on that. Right. And, and, uh, but what I think realistically I'd like to see is, uh, either a parks and rec exclusive or a, um, yeah. like a Janet snake hole or maybe a mouse rat. I know that you guys talk with that with talking pops, but still, I think that's one of them I like to see or the first office convention exclusive one of those two i I would like to see a lot that would be cool um i'll talk because one of mine is one of mine's parks and rec right so uh i love the parks and rec pops uh the mouse rat t-shirt andy as long as it's not like a hollywood hq exclusive and impossible to get i'm all for whatever that is as long as there's no crazy hard to get parks and rec exclusive give it to me at san diego that's that's awesome so yeah that's definitely one of mine my other one you guys talked about on your show too uh, I'd love to see something for the Simpsons, right? That's yeah. that line seems to have so much potential. It could be anyone. It, there's thousands of characters or thousands of possibilities, at least give me something from the Simpsons or parks and rec. And I'll be happy. Uh, what about I you? Piper? I don't remember what I said on the show was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you said soldier seven. No, no that was that? the, Oh, Conan. you said, uh, uh, who makes world of Warcraft blizzard? Oh, blizzard. You said something from blizzard. Oh yeah, uh, I would like some because there's a new expansion for WoW that's coming out. Yeah. That would be cool, but uh, one that I know that's not coming out, but I really, really wish it would. And finally, and I think millions of people can get behind me on millions, literally. <laughs> I want to see a spawn because yeah, 
that okay you guys joke about dc marvel like me spawn is like the only superhero i care about like for a long time that was the first thing that got me hooked on the comics so i would love to see something and the movie's coming out sometime maybe eventually probably <laughs> hope so <laughs> you could think. be a good time I, but i know mcfarland's not gonna like release any rights to anything because he's gonna make all his own money yeah so but it'll be sure. nice it's a it's a nice pipe dream but that's one of those big properties that you don't hear people ask for a lot, right? Like, yeah. like everyone is always asking for Office and like I don't know Teen Wolf and like there's these, these things where you hear just come up over and over and over again. I don't hear Spawn that much, so hopefully one day. Yeah, Teen Wolf. who who is clamoring for more Teen Wolf? <laughs> I don't know, man. But right, that was a thing, right? All the Twitter Q and A's. It was always yeah, Teen Wolf, yeah, please. I saw that too. No, yeah. I I could totally get behind. I said Teen uh, Wolf. Uh, no, a, 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 a Spawn, a, a, a Spawn pop. Just because, well, because there's very few pops, like I said, like I said, where like it just, I need so, I need so desperately, like I said, I'll do anything to get it. And like I said, I've, I've only had, I've only had like three of those situations in my entire like collecting, like collecting life cycle, I guess. Um, one of them was, I said, when that, uh, so when the comic version of of Hellboy first came out, so I said yeah. with that with that chase with the, with the horns, the, I said I couldn't order a case of them fast enough just because I said I want I wanted that that Hellboy with the horns so freaking bad. Like I said, I wanted I said beyond beyond anything, I'm like I, I had to drop everything. And I said you know what I bought an entire case of them just to, just just to ensure <laughs> that I would get that the, the, that I would get that chase because I'm like I, I it was something that I had to have. Uh, I said, listen, now if you get it, you can get it super cheap, but, but whatever. Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I said, I said, I love a spawn. Um, honestly, I said, there's, I said the, the latest release, like I said, like I said that, like I said this non-San Diego of, of the new Spider-Man pops release. We got that Craven. We got that Sandman. I would love to basically wrap out like a sinister six. I'd like, I'd like them to release a chameleon. Like I said, if I can get a chameleon, like I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. If I can yeah. wrap out basically a sinister six pop set. That'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I like it. And there's some, right? There's some logic to that too. Yeah. There's got to be a chameleon coming soon. Why not San Diego? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Best place. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Nate? Mezco rise, right? Mezco <laughs> announced uh, what the Gomez uh, earlier this week, but there's going to be one more 112 exclusive. What do you hope it's going to be? Well, I will touch on uh, the pops just for a second because you guys mentioned okay. this in your last show, and actually, we've really this might tempt me to buy if I saw it. It's a My Hero Academia All Might or an Izuku pop. That would be really cool. I can just see All Might in like his classic stance, you know? Yeah. Hands at the hips. That would be cool. Ricky, that would be a great one to see, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, it would. But <laughs> <laughs> there's something going on there. Yes, you yep. know. Inside jokes. Yeah. Nope. Inside facts. So uh, Mezco-wise, though, um, yes. so Larry's right. Mezco did release one of their exclusives. It's the street edition of Gomez, which Gomez is their own mascot. They did one before where he's in a suit. This one, he's in like street-style clothes. He comes with a hoverboard, some really cool, colorful accessories. So that's a cool um, exclusive. But I would love to see them finally drop the Jim Gordon with Bat Signal figure um i've been dying for a mezco jim gordon since i got a lot of, i mean i have almost all their batmans they're right there um i'm a huge fan of the line and i think a jim gordon bat signal makes so much sense i would love to add it to the collection now, nate what, i i meant I've, i said so i haven't followed up with you ever since they dropped that gomez what did you, what did you really think about that gomez like said for the, the, the street edition like like to me for an exclusive like it's it, for like my own perspective it just seemed kind of lazy um like, 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 even with the like, so because I know they did the same thing kind of with the the Punisher last year. Like, so they basically released like the, the advanced version of the Punisher, but at least with the Punisher, like, so the accessories and and the it, it made a little bit more sense. Like with this, with their own character, like especially with the how they did the Asian edition. The Asian edition was like really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, to have the street edition, which is basically just a, a change of outfit. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I kind of expected at some point they were going to do another Gomez just because when I got the Asian edition, I opened it up. There's an instruction booklet. And in that, it talks about a hoverboard that is magnetized to his feet and a backpack. So I knew at some point they were going to do another one. 
Um, it's kind of cool to see them expand their own license, but I agree with you. It would have been nice to see maybe a new character instead of a reuse of the old character. But I also look at that body and I feel like, you know, I do toy photography stuff, yeah. so I could use that body as somebody else standing in the background or, you know, whoever it is, you could make it like a Spider-Man just walking the street. Um, so I kind of see the possibilities of what that could be. And I really like the colors of the accessories. Uh, I just know that they're going to really pop if you take photos of them. So I hear what you're saying, yeah. and I kind of wish it was something else, but I'm also kind of excited. Well, for one thing I, I wish they would do, and I, I'm, I'm wondering how long it's going to take Mezco to catch on, except uh, because NECA kind of does this already, and then Hot Toys has been doing this lately. They've been releasing like accessory packs for, like for their for their figures. Because I know, uh, so they just released an Iron Man yeah. accessory pack for, for the Hot Toys, and so and then I know NECA's done that for a little while with mm -hmm. like so they had the Street Scene diorama. They have basically the accessory sets that go with like the Friday the Thirteenth figures and the Jason figures and stuff and stuff like that. So I'm wondering instead of when Mezco is going to hop on that train of basically just releasing basically a set of accessories. So that way, so you can't like I said if you don't want to you know go wholeheartedly into an, a, a new figure, but you can actually you know get some good quality accessories out. Yeah, that would be amazing, and it makes a lot of sense. I think they would be they would sell out of those easily because you know if you have one, you want to build out the accessories that you have. You know whether it's guns or whatever it is, um, you can always use more, and they put such quality work into them. I think that's a really smart idea, actually. You know, give us yeah. more accessories. There you go. I want to see that as a Mezco STCC exclusive. <laughs> a bunch Mezco. of hands and guns. <laughs> Here's a bunch of accessories from past figures. There you go. Yep. Slap an STCC sticker on there. Yep. Uh, all right. Sells so for triple on eBay, man. All right. So, yeah. well, speaking of real, real quick exclusives, I said other than Funko and Nate, I said there was there's been a couple other exclusives that have they've dropped. Um, one of them, I know, Larry, you're excited for. Is, Ooh, yeah. is, is is that uh is that new uh, Mattel figure? Uh, I believe you're talking about the Macho Man Elite uh, Slim Jim figure, yep. uh, which goes on up for presale on Entertainment Earth on Tuesday. Don't go try to buy it because I want to make sure I get mine. Um, yeah, I don't do a whole lot of wrestling figures. I think I have four elites total, but I got to get that Macho Man, man. That one's awesome. Like, selfishly, I hope that uh, Funko makes some type of deal with WWE and is able to make a Slim Jim pop of Macho Man because that would make me even more excited, but I'll take that elite. It is it is perfect. It is awesome. It's, dude, it's so amazing. I'm, it's, I must have. It's the perfect SDCC exclusive, man, right? You wouldn't get that on the shelf at Target or Walmart. No. Yeah. It's, it's so perfect for Comic-Con. They really did a good job, and I love how everything's removable. You can take his glasses off, his hat, his jacket. You got the two yeah. Slim Jim boxes. I mean, they did an excellent job, and it comes in it's like Slim a Slim Jim box. Jim box. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so really cool. badass. Like how, how amazing is that? Like that it comes in a Slim Jim box yeah yeah How zach cool. Ryder. zach Ryder already got his he's got an unboxing video up on uh the major wrestling figure podcast page of course he does uh, of course he yeah does. of course that guy man that guy i think he just he doesn't even collect stuff he just does it to get all this all this stuff because as his career falls off he'll be able to flip everything <laughs> no dude he's like he's such a big collector dude he is know, he really I'm is joking i just yeah, like he really get the he, funko and yeah. he box and he just rips it out oh yeah. I get well, so jealous of him every year because NECA always sends him their exclusives. Like he got the turtle pack last year. I know he's going to get that capture of Splinter four pack, which looks freaking awesome. So oh, he, uh, he did. No, I got it. Oh, I pre ordered nice. it. Oh, oh nice. nice. You got in on that. And I heard those went, what, like within a minute, two yeah. minutes? <clears throat> yeah, every day a minute. Crazy fast. Yeah, that's crazy how fast that stuff sells out. It's one of the major things I'm going after is that capture Splinter Four Pack. That'll, that's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Well, it's I, the yeah. Then I don't know. I don't know how popular it's going to be. It seems like it'd be popular. I said, but the, the, there's that Ghostbusters Four Pack where it's limited to like 1984. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. I yeah, get I, it. They just, the, it's always up and down with them, right? Because you never, you, I don't even think pre-sales are a true precursor to how well exclusive sell at the con because when i've been there the couple couple times before i know that pre-sales they this year it seems like they're doing heavy on pre-sales and i understand why i mean that's the secondary market right there you can just yeah. say you can probably mark that up to 70 percent secondary market 30 percent collectors right so when you go to the con it feels like there's still a lot of I, I don't i don't what am i trying to say demand for everything but 
there's a lot of that stuff left over too. Oh, no, ab- absolutely agree. And well, and, and then well, and here it's both sides of the spectrum too. And then there's there's the some some of the 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 exclusives that no one wants, but then it just takes that one thing to to make it basically everyone has to have it. Case yeah. in point, because I was mean I was talking to Larry earlier this week about it. That stupid, I, that stupid Tony Tony Stark oh, holding yeah. the Iron Man oh, helmet. Oh yeah, like, yeah. No one wanted that freaking pop. Everyone complained about it. Like I said, everyone, oh this 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 pop is complete dog shit. This is so lazy. Blah 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 blah. And now it's like an eighty dollar pop. Well, I think that Crazy. one of the terrible things too about collecting Funko stuff when a, when something goes south, season eight Game of Thrones. My whole <laughs> and I can say this on this podcast. My whole fucking collection fell through the floor. And I don't care about value, but it just seems like even if you're not a fan of the show, okay, let's say season eight ruined it for you. I've I've been with Game of Thrones since like 2002 or something with the books. Um, he doesn't write them fast enough. So there you go. But still, I, I like I have an attachment to those characters. I don't think you're going to get book versions. You're not going to get Young Griff or you're not going to get uh, uh, Stoneheart any of those characters that you see in the books that transition over, but you should still have some attachment. And it seems like as the secondary market flutters away, it's so temperamental. Like I can tell you right now, this time at the end of the year, um, uh, supernatural pops will be like $7,000 for the complete set. Cause it's the last season, right? That's a good point, man. Temperamental collecting. Yep. Spec by where's uh, yeah. where's Cletus. <laughs> well then, well and then, especially now. So with with Game of Thrones off the air now, I said there's. I said what what what's going to take its spot? I said and the, the the big bets. Like I said, I said of course you know HBO has you know Watchmen coming out. I said but they they're still they're still hedging big on Westworld and those Westworld pops are complete discount bin pops now. Um, and, and so it's it's just it's just a mat. It's just like I said I. I picked up a few just on spec, just 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 like I said, I could care less about them whatsoever, and I'm I'm not afraid to say it because I'm like I, I know someone I know someone out there is gonna want it. I know someone out there is, is gonna want it that I can trade for eventually for something that that, that I want. Um, but it's it's gonna happen. Like I said, it's 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 gonna happen because I said that's the, that's the way it, that's the way it always is. It's right. the way it happens. You trade it to the guy who's got a mad crush on Dolores. Or something awesome, <laughs> or you trade it to a guy who I said who did trade a whole bunch of Star Wars pops to a guy who had some Jolly Bees. <laughs> yes, that was a good trade, man. That's cool. crazy. That the one season can just cause so much upset, you know, on the pops and vice that have come out. Yeah, it, are you guys Game of Thrones fans? I, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Huge fan. And I said it's just yeah, that's. Uh, season eight. I, I don't even know what to say. Not I mean, to I, get into it, but to build for that long, to do what you did uh, for that long. I think that, you know, the, the body of the work to put that much in it, we'll see with star Wars. Yeah. Cause right. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Well, it's just like season seven for me was one of my favorite seasons of the whole show. Like they did such a great job building the hype for that last season and then they just let it falter you know it just fell apart and they rushed it and it just seemed like you know why wouldn't you just give us a couple more episodes to let this kind of play out a little bit better and not shove everything into six episodes and then just end the show because it just felt like such a robbery for the fans that have been there for so long well that and it was completely dog shit like it was just like I, I i don't even think there's a way to, to, to sugarcoat it just because like i said stuff was just so lazy and there were so many so so many build-ups to different things like i said throughout like i said this this entire like set of seven seasons that preceded it all these build-ups and all these things like all the hey you know what hey there's a meeting to this and there's a meeting to this and like oh what's what's this and just the way that things happen and the things progress, like, oh, I said, what drove the Night King to dr- you know to do what he did? Oh, I don't know. He's dead now. Who cares? Oh, like, oh, fuck, him. <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck him. He's 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 dead. Okay, moving on to something else. Yeah, yeah. You could you said it right. They fucked up the whole thing, and I I held back. I said I'll let season eight stand on its own, and then I'm gonna say it. It's the worst fucking season of any show that has been epic to end even worse than lost which i think oh, is God. like <laughs> it's well it, it, like i said it, it, well, it, it joins the ranks it joins the ranks of lost it joins the ranks of dexter because like i said dexter, dexter like, yeah. so the, the end of they so said that last episode of dexter was also complete dog shit um yeah. it's just I don't, I don't know it's just 
there's you're right they, they left like i said they, they just left they're like like hey you know what hey fans like i said we said we've enjoyed this journey for you but now you know what you know why don't you just sit down and let us take a shit on you and like yeah. said, and then enjoy it Congratulations. It's like HBO like just wanted to cut the finance. Like, this is costing us way too much money. Get this shit over with. Well, they wanted it. No, they wanted it. HBO pushed so hard for it, but D and D were like, nah, we're no, we're done after a great no, season. So. Yeah, they offered it, they offered them 10 episodes at uh, two hours apiece. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. God, and that's then, so horrible yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> because they want so they wanted that Star Wars money. That's that's what so they, they got that Star Wars money now coming in. Speaking of Star Wars, I felt like Padme. In episode three, breaking my heart. <laughs> I killed them. I killed them all. I'm dying from sadness. The women Even the and the children. Oh, I don't get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Awesome. I think we, 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 we've covered everything except for pops. <laughs> that's the way that's I like good, it. though. That's a that's, good thing, no, right? That's the way I like it. Normally, People do get to hear you guys talk a lot of pops, so it's it's good to it's good to bring up some other stuff. Yeah, we're getting a different side of you here. Yeah, yeah that's perfect, right? There was no news or anything really. Like we were we were trying. So oh, I like I, I messaged you like I think we're just have to talk about Funko. This is, which is fine. I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Um, so we're, we're we usually wrap up about after about an hour. We're, we're at the hour mark. Uh, Jeremy, Nate, was there anything you guys wanted to bring up? No, just it was uh, great talking to you guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it was good yeah. to learn about you and can't wait to see you at SDCC. Yeah. No, Piper, I'm, I'm going to buy you one of those Batman with the Comic-Con <laughs> tote. You know what? Oh, that's fine. You may buy me one. I will accept it and I will. Okay. I, will I mean, I have my green chrome one back here, so I, I didn't oh, throw that in the garbage. Oh, yeah. I see that. I'll nice. take that off your hands. Wait, okay, well, I'll cut you a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do PPG plus 6%. <laughs> Nate doesn't even know what that means. Pop price guide, right? Yeah. yeah there you go. Oh, well done. I hung out with Larry and Jeremy enough. Oh. So I was going to say, you've sat next to me for like four years now. You, you, you know enough. Yeah. Um, so Rick Piper, is there anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Piper, anything you want to plug? Yeah, yeah, give us a plug. We don't have things to plug. All uh, right. Well, where can we find you? Where where could we find you online? Do it, Ricky. All right, I'll do the, the the plug. So we have a website that you guys may or may not know about. We do some nice and fun articles. We have some opinion pieces as well as some FAQs for things, shipping pops and going to cons and doing all that great things. You can find that at collectpops.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pop Alliance Pod facebook.com slash pop collectors alliance and we have a cool group if you're a good collector and you believe in the community as much as we do you can go to the official pop collectors alliance community on facebook awesome nice i believe i follow you everywhere now and i even joined that <laughs> facebook group so it's got my seal of approval um it's, it's even if best. you're not it's the best even if you're not a big fan of facebook groups facebook groups are amazing Facebook. Facebook is amazing. Facebook is amazing. Do you hear us, Facebook? You are amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're so great, Facebook. <laughs> they're they're going to send us a check. I love Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. I love them uh, all. Instagram is pretty great. Speaking of Instagram, you can follow the STS guys at STS guys. Then you can head over to Twitter and follow us at STS guys. And we're on Facebook at the STS guys. And I am Larry from the STS guys. Chilling like a villain. And if you like Funko Pops, you should head over to ShoebyStore.com and you can get all your Funko Pops. You can get Game of Thrones. You can get those Simpsons Pops because I just got mine uh, earlier this week and they are awesome. And if you enter code STS, guys, you're going to save 10, 10, 10%. Nice. Oh, PodCoin. If you like podcasts, you should totally check out the new podcast app called PodCoin. Piper, Rick, are you familiar with PodCoin? Are you guys on PodCoin? I think we're everywhere. Awesome. So go to go to PodCoin. It's on Android. It's on uh, iPhone, right? You can get in the App Store. You can listen to SDS guys. You can listen to Pop Collectors Alliance. You can listen to Talk Pops, DC Figures and Collectibles. You can listen to all your favorite podcasts. And guess what? You can earn money while you're doing so. So go check out PodCoin. It's pretty great. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs>
<laughs> they need a jingle, man. That was they, a good jingle. Huh? You, we, it's, it's, we, it's like a local furniture store's jingle. Yeah. London Gold. Yeah. London Gold. Shut up. So, so, <laughs> they're so, listening. So for our side hustle, I think we should come up with a jingle for them. We should. Put, Me I'm, and the Podcoin guy are tight. I'm, I'm putting it in uh, attacking the board of, of, of business plans. Yeah. So for episode 88 of the STS guys, I have been. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And then also Rick and Piper from the top. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you for joining, gentlemen. Thank you, audience. Have a great night.